Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is the Lois J. Wetzel Show, and I'm your host and executive producer, Lois Wetzel, coming to you live this morning from 9 a.m. Houston, Texas, Central Time. I want to remind you to register for Blog Talk Radio. It's free, and if you do that, you can rate my show, mark it as a favorite, and let people know that you were here and listening to my show. You can get reminders of upcoming shows. It's all free. My call-in number is 347-945-5309. You can call using the telephone or Skype. You can listen on your phone or your computer. If you're calling in and you want to ask a question, just hit the number 1 and I'll know that you would like to ask a question. I also want to remind you that I offer a free email newsletter about metaphysics spirituality, the coming changes, all the kinds of things we talk about here on this show. I've been sending this newsletter out for about 12 years, and to sign up for that, you would go to my website, hotpinklotus.com. I do not share email addresses with anyone because your privacy is important. Good morning. It is Friday, September the 2nd, 2011. And uh, I want to add one little thing to that uh, introduction, and that is many of you are aware and some of you are not that I have written a book called Akashic Records, Case Studies of Past Lives, and it's available on uh, Amazon and Kindle. And um, if you uh, are interested after you read that in getting a past life reading, please know that I still do those. It's part of my healing work that I do. Today we're going to be talking with my friend Joan Walker, who lives up around the Crystal Mines in Arkansas. And uh, she channels, among other things that she does, she channels the Ascended Master Kuthumi and the Archangel Gabriel. And so she she's also a really gifted teacher, and she's very uh, evolved from, as my experience of her is that she's a very highly evolved spiritual being who is really on top of what's going on now. So we're going to talk with her today. So now I am going to call her. Via this switchboard. Okay. Hello. Hey, Joan. It's Lois. How are you this morning? I'm fine. How are you? Well, I'm doing really well because I just keep getting more and more excited about all the changes we're going through. I know. Isn't it absolutely wonderful? It's fantabulous as far as I'm concerned. You know, I don't Uh, understand the the fear that people get into just boggles my mind. Um, Right. It manifests that which you don't want. So why do people do that? I'm not quite sure. (laughs) Well, I think um, it's a lot about survival. Um, You know, our past of this planet, um, there was so much cataclysm in earth changes um, early on, I mean, eons ago. And I think that gets imprinted in our physical body, number one. And then, of course, when we have all these issues around money, finances, um the way we do business all of that is uh plays into it and and you just key into that first chakra which is all about oh my gosh am i going to be able to maintain my life the you know food water housing you lay on top so of that. i think changes and bad weather or weird weather y- and yeah, yes. I see where it would freak out a lot of people who are unaware that this is just uh, its just a harbinger of amazing things that are about to happen that 
that all of this is happening to wipe away stuff that doesn't work so we can have totally amazing new experiences on the planet and as a race of beings. But, yeah, I agree with you. That's why it's just imprinted. Yeah, it's just... Pardon? Don't you think imprinted in our DNA? Yes. The drama that our ancestors have been through, I think it's in the DNA. Oh, absolutely. I I agree with you, 100%. And that's why I think it's so important. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I think it's really, really important that you focus on that this is a great opportunity to change things that are out of alignment with our true nature as beings, wonderful beings of light, that the you know the integrity of our business world, the integrity of the use of, of money for exchange of services has to be redefined and reconfigured as does our relationship with each other. And it's just such a wonderful opportunity now to do that because we're seeing in living color what does not work. So you can't build the changes on all those things that didn't work in the past. You have to create a new avenue. And that is so exciting if you can just get into the flow of the creativity of it. Mm Mm-hmm. I had a real interesting experience a couple of weeks ago. I was in Bosnia um, visiting the pyramids that have been discovered there. And, you know, Bosnia is Eastern European. So a lot of the Eastern European countries did not experience the same um, changes we did after World War II. In other words, I don't think that, from what I could tell, I don't think they were using pesticides or herbicides, and all their plants were, um, they, don't, they don't have hybrids over there. So in other words, the food was pristine. Wow. And the fruits and vegetables were, and I think this is from energies coming out of that pyramid, but the fruits and vegetables were just absolutely beautiful. And, wow. Uh, mm-hmm. And all kinds of wild food growing along the... I went for a very long walk, quite by accident. It was a three-hour walk. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it's a long story. But it was along the side of the the big pyramid, the Pyramid of the Sun. And I had a guide who was actually... didn't speak English, and I didn't speak Bosnian. So we were just kind of like telling each other things without speaking the same language. But he was wildcrafting. I guess it was his day off, and he was out wildcrafting. And he was showing me an herb, and then he'd squeeze it and smell it and then let me smell it and show me what part of the body it worked on. And it was really interesting. But there was food and medicine growing all over the side of the pyramid. And, you know, it felt to me the pace and his stopping to talk to people he saw along the road, uh, the pace was... I began to realize the way things were paced 100 years ago. Wow. Because people still wild, and it was all men out wildcrafting. It was the strangest thing. There were there were a lot of men out plucking um, herbs and collecting them because it was that time of year, just out wow. wandering. Yeah, and we were eating blackberries and plums and so on that were just growing wild on the side of the road. It was fascinating. The whole, the whole experience in Bosnia was fascinating because I, I'm really pretty sure everything was organic just because they'd never started using pesticides. Right. So Wow, well that's just that's a wonderful experience and yeah. you know I think people can take a note from that and see that there are opportunities there for us to you know, it's not that we want to go back 100 years in our technology because we have tech, wonderful technology. But some of it's got gone awry to where yeah. it's not it's not healthy for us. It's not they productive. They cars, oh. you know, and elevators, uh, they, and electric stoves and that sort of thing. But they just weren't using any of the what I call negative technologies or detri- detrimental to life. They just weren't using yeah. stuff. I'd like to see us all so, get rid of. 
I agree with you. And I think that there again, you know, you have to look at your balance in your life, the balance that you're creating to sustain the well-being of life on this planet and the in the planet itself because the planet is a living entity, you know? So mm-hmm. uh you have to look at that balance. Uh you, technology is wonderful, but you know, is it really in balance with the vitality of the life essence? Yeah, I don't think pesticides are I don't, no. we, I don't think we need them. <laughs> no, they really <laughs> play havoc with them. When, when they started using pesticides and the food started tasting like Kleenex, I mean, there was no flavor yet left. And my theory is that pesticides kill all the bacteria that makes fruit and vegetables taste good. Well, true. And all the, the good bacteria that we need to yep. sustain our digestive system. And, you know, I think that's another reason why so many people on this planet are struggling with obesity because the food doesn't taste good. So you are wanting more and more Mm -hmm. to satisfy those parts, your tastes and the textures and the, the, um, the mineral and the vitamins that you need to to sustain the vitality of the body. And when you're not getting that, you're out there seeking for more and more and more. So you think, you know, subconsciously, I think, that the you need more when you just need healthy food. Yeah, if you're not eating, more. If you're eating over-refined foods, you really aren't getting the nutrients. You're just eating empty calories, which make you fat while you're still hungry for nutrients. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. So what about, what are you seeing that's encouraging to you right now in terms of the kinds of changes that are on the planet? Because we're seeing a lot of really wild and crazy things going on with Earth. Well, I think, yeah. I, well, of course, you know, that can be disturbing too because if you allow yourself to get into the fear around it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, the most exciting thing to me is I watch people and humanity as a whole, the collective at a, as a whole, the open-mindedness that is coming into play right now. Yeah, there's a lot of fear in the collective on the planet, but yet there is an open-mindedness to see a bigger picture or to be curious about a bigger period uh, a bigger picture not only in the way we live but the way we think about things uh about our spirituality uh about religion um even some of the most fundamentalist um, religious doctrines are beginning to explore some of these ancient thought systems that were really taboo and no-no 20 years ago. And you see it in our media. Yeah, the media sometimes gets a little off whack and gets into that fear part of it. But you're just seeing it everywhere, and I, I think it's quite wonderful. Yeah, I was kind of blown away when, I, was it the Pope? I think it was the Pope that, that said, yeah, it's possible there are aliens coming to visit us. Yeah. I'm like, what? And I was Yeah. I was watching a history channel the other day and My favorite they channel. had a Yeah, it is. And they were talking about um astronomy and astrology and astrology of course in a lot of doctrines is a very taboo subject and how they had uncovered this ancient um Israeli temple that in the floor in their Holy of Holies were all these uh, symbols, astrological symbols. Um, And they were just mystified by that. That the ancients, you know, actually were guided 
through the star system, when to plant, you know, what to do. Um, so it's just that all these little things that we consider a taboo or the occult seem to be broadening our perspective and opening our minds to the unlimited potential of humanity. Yeah, I'm I'm hearing from people who are saying, uh, who was it was telling me, someone was telling me the other day that her her husband and kids had been making fun of her woo-woo interests for all these years, and one day her husband came in from the garden with tears in his eyes and said, my grandfather that you've always said is with me just spoke to me while I was planting in the garden and told me how to do something I didn't know how to do. My grandfather was there, and she said he's opening up. She never thought it was going to happen, and I'm seeing a lot of people report that kind of thing, that people they thought were forever closed to all the things we would call spiritual are beginning to open their minds. Right. Beginning to experience things we thought they never would. Exactly. And that's the thing that I find the most exciting thing because it's when the mind is closed, you cannot see beyond the end of your nose and you cannot create in the fullness that you were intended to create in as a soul. You can't step into that unlimitedness of who you are and the massiveness of that. Um, So that, to me is having an open mind and seeing people who were closed, flowering, opening up. Uh, That is the most exciting thing because that's how we get through these changes with ease and grace. When everybody gets on board, sees an opportunity, not something devastating, but an opportunity to make things better. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny, but I know you channel Archangel Gabriel, and I do that occasionally too. And one thing he's told me over and over and over when I start going, oh, goodness, and catastrophizing like I'm, I have a tendency, I'm really trying to overcome that tendency, he says, focus on what you want, not on what you don't want. Which right. Very simple, but to me it's really profound. Oh, if I focus on what I don't want, golly jeepers, I'm going to get it. So then I start exactly. imagining, oh, because you're, it would be cool if I had that. And then I start Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you draw to you. You're like a magnet. That experience um, is my thought on it. But um, I, I just think it's these times are the most exciting uplifting times to be alive. And yeah, we have to to change a lot of things and it will require our attention. We no longer have the luxury of sitting back and saying, well, let somebody else do it. We have to actively get involved in manifesting our future or our life as we want it to be. We can't leave that up to someone else. Exactly. We have to focus on what we want and, you know, ask for what we want. Yes. And the throat chakra, I believe, I have been told actually by spirits on the other side, that the throat chakra uh, is sound and that sound, when we become creative with the sound that we make, um, sound precedes light, which precedes creativity or creation on the physical plane. And that if working. we want something, we need to sound that throat chakra, vibrate it, and say it out loud that we want it. Yes. And some of the um, the archangels that I work with in um, a lot of the teaching that I do with um, Jim Self in Mastering Alchemy uh, lately, it is a lot about sound, how sound is in every part of creation. 
it enhances and magnifies the manifestation. Whether the sound is heard or not heard, it is always present in every creative um, effort. So yes, that throat chakra is of prime importance because, and that's an, it brings up a great point about conscious languaging. Yep. When we speak, what we are speaking, being very conscious and precise because sound, if, if you believe that sound is in every creative manifestation, it does not distinguish between negative and positive. It has the same effect. It is Its purpose is to magnify and enhance. So if you listen to music or um, conversation that is has negative tones or uh, is not really in resonance with the sound currents in your body, you enhance and magnify disharmonic states of being, nervousness, exactly. anxiety, depression. Yep. yep. You know, yeah. a, really, a really important example of that is, um, and I really got that underlined when I recently read Lynn McTaggart's newest work, which is the bond, in other words, the relationship between people and between things, is that if you are hanging out with somebody, whether you're just talking to them on the phone on a regular basis or you are in their physical presence, you begin to pick up their qualities and vice versa. So if you're if you're immersed in um, say a friendship with someone you're you're trying to help out to elevate and whatever and you spend a lot of time listening to them speak negatively um, and they and they just keep spewing negativity again and again and again and again you begin to uh, sink down in in your vibratory frequency you pick up on that negativity yeah. So I believe be, that. You have to be careful what kinds of sounds you're listening to because they affect you. Whether you can even hear them or not, if they just hit your body, they affect you. Exactly. So that was a, that yeah. was a wake-up call to me, uh, just not to listen to negativity. And when people start doing it, I try to point it out to them. And if they can't hear me, if they can't stop doing it, then I have to back off. Yes. Because it falls on deaf ears. If they aren't in a place that they are receptive, then they take offense, and it just magnifies the negativity that is already present. Even if they don't so, take offense, I'm saying there are people who can't hear it. Or they hear it, but yeah. they can't stop. It's such an ingrained pattern that they can't stop doing it. Where they don't think it applies to them, that they or they don't do that. Yeah, yeah, or they can't hear themselves doing it. I don't know, but yeah, I recently had a couple of real powerful lessons in that very area. Um, so, yes, sound matters. And here's another thing you said that I'd like to pick up on, which is whether the sound is heard or not. Subvocal words, in other words, words you're thinking but not saying out loud, affect yeah. you. Oh, absolutely. Thought is the most powerful aspect of creation in form or outside of form. Thought is a is is one of the elements of creation. And uh yeah, what you think actually creates your reality. And it impacts others. And that that thought within you, that negative thought, think of how it impacts your body, your emotional body. Yeah. Um, so it is all about consciousness, really. It all boils down to being very, very aware of what you are thinking and what you are saying and what you are feeling. 
because in the physical realm, that's how we create is through our thought and we couple it with an emotion. You add sound and you have manifested a reality. Yep. So if you do not pay attention, you are not consciously aware, you manifest things you really don't want. And then you wonder, oh, how did that happen? Uh, one of the exercises Master Kasumi has had um, us do in um, some of the work we do is to start to pay attention to when you think you aren't thinking, like when you're dressing, you're brushing your teeth, you're doing some repetitive mundane activity where you think that there is no thought going on, when in fact there is. And if you can key into that, you get a lot of information about how you manifest your reality. And I never really thought about that, but um, I did start paying attention because my mind wanders when I brush my teeth or when I'm showering. Sometimes I get really good insights in the shower. Oh, yeah. But if, you know, it, so it's really good to pay attention to that. Um, you know, from time to time I find myself, I don't want to say worrying, but thinking, golly, I wonder what my subconscious mind is thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> then I think, well, if it's subconscious, what can I do about it? <laughs> and I think it's really important to be in the moment because, you know, if you're really in the moment and paying attention to what's going on in the moment, you're really probably not thinking as much. Does that make sense? Right. Being now? Yes. Um, it looks like we've got somebody, a caller, with a question. Let's see. Uh, you're up to op- to open in the line and seeing if someone's got a question about what we're saying. Love it. Okay. Okay, I'm opening the line to area code 407. Hello. Are you there? Uh, hi. How are you? Just fine. And who Good. am I speaking with? Um, my name is Karen from Florida. I didn't know if you were bringing messages from the Ascended Masters um, to for well, the people. No, I don't believe we're doing that today. We uh, we don't do readings or for anyone on this show. It's really just educational. Okay. So, okay. Thank you. Okay. Well, the reason why I asked was because I read your show's description, and that's what it says. It says what? That Joan Walker will be bringing messages from the Ascended Masters Kathumi and Archangel Gabriel, maybe as a general thing and not as an individual. Well, let me go back and read that because I don't remember writing it quite that way, but no, we don't do readings for individual people. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you. So. Either I wrote it in a confusing manner or she read it in a confusing manner. But anyway, I uh, I don't... There are a lot of folks out there that are seeking guidance. Yeah. And um, I would really encourage um, those people to go within and start listening to their own personal guidance. Because yes, the intent what carries you the furthest. You have an ability to to receive the answers for yourself. If you will be still, the answer is where the question is, is asked. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to what you were saying earlier, Lois, about being in the present moment, being very, very centered in the present Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at this and it says, Today I will be talking with Channel Joan Walker, who brings messages from the Ascended Master Kuthumi and from the Archangel Gabriel. We will be talking about the significance of the times we are in and the changes which 
and so on. We're all going through at this time. So that was a description of you, and it wasn't actually a uh, promise to do readings, but I can, I guess somebody misread it. Um, but anywho, um, sometimes you bring through Gabriel, and sometimes you bring through Kuzumi. Um, yeah, you let, sometimes you I bring through Mike. You know, depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. So let me know anytime I'm interviewing you if you feel like one of them is knocking on the door wanting to talk, okay? Okay. Okay. We'll do it. So um, are there any recent messages from any of the archangels or ascended masters you work with that you want to share with us that have to do with people in general? Well, Master Kasumi, uh, at the beginning of this month, um, uh, was very interested in sending a message to everyone about staying out of fear and the importance of staying out of fear in these wonderful times that we live in. And I um, typed that up and sent that out to a number of people that were on email lists, and I asked those people to forward it because it was a very uh, wonderful message, and it gave... um, ways in which you could stay out of fear. Um, And he was very um, concerned with the collective as a whole um, and their being very fearful and how that stifles your creativity and your ability to access your natural innate abilities and guidance. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, it was um, a really good message. And I think that the masters are are very concerned for us and very devoted to us, uh, to helping us in this evolutionary process. It's, it's, a, it's a magnificent event that's happening on this planet now. And it's so important to to use all of our wonderful gifts and abilities, but we can't do that if we are so steeped in the fear. It, it stifles the creativity. You wouldn't happen to have that message from Master Kuthumi someplace handy where you could read it to us, would you? Or would you even want to do that? Um, yeah, I think it's in my office. I'll, oh, uh if you give me a second, I'll run in there and see if I can find it. Um, it's also on the I Am Light Meditation dot com website. Mm-hmm. It is posted on there. Um, let me get to that real quick here. Okay. Didn't mean to throw you a. Uh left curve but well you know I should have that Uh, boy can't see that or I could pull it up on the I am light website and read it out loud do you want me to do that um, yeah, because I can't seem to lay my hands on it. I've got a okay. stack of stuff here. <laughs> so, let's see. I'm going to go to the I Am White. And if you, if you got it, and just go to Messages uh, from Master Kazumi. So that website, if anyone else listening is interested... Joan does with her uh, friend Susan, and it is IamLightMeditation.com. And so now we're going to go to, all right, in August, the one important information, is that the one we're talking about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Beloved ones of the earth, and now this is from Master Kuthumi, which Joan channeled. It is I, Kuthumi, Master of the Second Ray of Love and Wisdom. I come to you at this crucial time in your evolution and transformational shift in consciousness to support you and give you encouragement to persevere during these very unsettling times. What seems to be chaotic to you is not at all. What you are witnessing now is all a result of what you have created from lower states of consciously, both consciousness, both consciously and unconsciously. Light frequencies from the Godhead have been precisely and consistently given to the earth during the past three years of your time in ever-increasing increments so that a shift in consciousness could take place. Energetic formats have been put into place so that the physicality of Earth and all of humanity can be shifted out of the density into fifth dimension. The energetic patterning of fifth dimension is held in play by many potent love frequencies of light, color, and sound templates. These love vibrations are all a part of how creation is manifested in a physical realm of fifth dimensional consciousness It has more compatibility with the soul schematic as well as the original schematic of all creation. It is more in alignment with the divine plan, so you can see how important it is to cultivate an open heart. When you work to open your heart more fully and expand your awareness of who you are, your consciousness begins to expand exponentially. You begin to have an appreciation for yourself and your transformational journey. Unity consciousness begins to anchor itself more firmly in your awareness. Because of this consciousness, there is less judgment of of others and you can see more of their true nature and be compassionate for the journey into ascension that all are taking at this time. Many energetic templates have been altered by the continual light frequencies that have been raining onto your planet. This changes your environment and begins to alter the density in a very precise way. The magnetic field has been altered and opened to make them more compatible with the frequencies and vibrations of a more fluid fifth dimension. Solar flares from the sun have continually changed the way waves of light are dispersed, not only within and around your Earth, but they alter the way in which the planet is held in orbit through the solar winds that are created. These changes allow more energetic connection with other planets within your galaxy. More communication can take place through unseen channels so that those beings of other planetary systems who have already reached fifth and sixth dimensional consciousness can be of assistance. They can assist Earth through their guidance and provide a smoother energetic transition into fifth dimension. A more compatible environment is being created within, on, and around the Earth at this time to make this assistance more viable. All of these changes create a very fertile environment for new awarenesses to begin to take place within the mental and emotional bodies. The fragmented consciousness of separation is being healed and emerging of all bodies that are part of the human system is beginning to operate in a unified field of fifth dimensional energy. What exciting times that you live in. Can you see that this new environment you are creating is not compatible with the third dimensional reality that has been operating on your planet for thousands of years? When the environmental and energetic compatibility is altered, the formats that allow manifestation and form must also be changed. The patterns that were created in the past in regards to how you create your everyday life are no longer sustainable patterns and must be changed to reflect the new templates of fifth dimension. Separation, survival, judgment, greed, and warlike templates cannot hold together in the new environment of fifth dimension. When you try to continue with such formats, great stress and pain are created because there is not a compatibility within the energetic formatting that will allow the manifestation to fully take place. This is what you are now witnessing in living color. You are called you are now called upon to create more fully from the new templates. This takes aligning your mental and emotional bodies more fully and being conscious of what you are thinking and what emotions you are allowing to adhere to those thoughts and that then create your reality. Be proactive in your opinions and help to create solutions rather than the judgments from a victim mentality. You are powerful creators. The new templates offer unlimited possibilities. Take time to look at what is possible and expand your awareness of even more possibilities and share them with others. This inspires others to participate with you and create from a more unlimited perspective. 
group involvement can change things very quickly. Remember that fifth-dimensional consciousness is based in love and well-being, not survival. Use the tools that you have been given. Self-awareness is a primary one. Create space for prayer, meditation, or contemplation so that you can maintain an energetic coherence that is in alignment with your soul and the divine plan of creation. You will be tempted many times through fear of survival to create some of the old patterning, to recreate some of the old patterning. Know that fear has a very complex third-dimensional patterning that is difficult to destroy because it is most often tied to thoughts and beliefs around survival. Survival is a key thought pattern that is in third-dimensional consciousness and has played out on your planet for over 10,000 years. Stay aware of this so you can create a different template. If your reality is not showing you creation through love, then there is generally a pattern of fear that needs your attention so that it can be eliminated. Other patterns to be aware of that do not reflect your fifth-dimensional consciousness or lack of any kind, whether it be love, money, or the suspect, sustenance of food or water. You will be tempted in these areas because of ego thoughts created in fear. These patterns are also part of the complexity of survival patterning. Self-worth will come to the surface for you to look at more clearly. Some of this pattern will be about fitting in or belonging. Other parts of the unworthy pattern have been a program that was installed through many religious doctrines. Determining what pattern is playing out in your reality takes your awareness and your willingness to change. Will you use the lens of fifth dimension or the lens of your ego that is based in third dimension to see a clear picture of what is in your reality? Staying with your spiritual practice and continuing to work on your own personal energetic field will be very helpful during these times of change. Working with the chakra system to make sure it is operating at its optimum and clearing away all patterns that restrict your ability to maintain a fifth-dimensional perspective. Choices, choices, choices. There are many. Be aware and choose from your unlimited potential as a citizen of fifth dimension. Blessings. Master Kuthumi. So, that was a good one. Thank you for channeling that. I, well... I was very honored to to do it, and he had been with me for days before I channeled it, saying to me, "You know, we really need to do this. These, it's a very needed message right now, uh, yeah. so that we people don't focus so much on the lack or or what they don't have, but more on what they can create." And that's what we've been talking about this morning. And um, I think it's it's a very apropos message for this time. So I invite anyone uh, listening um, that wants to read that and download it and forward it to as many people as you can because I, I feel it's very beneficial. It is, and it's a very appropriate message given everything that's going on right now because it's so easy to get into fear. It's such yes. an old yes. pattern. And there are many challenges right now um, having to do with survival, as you said. And, yes. you know, here in Texas, I don't know how many people are aware of it, but here in Texas we've got the worst drought on record in all of history going on right now. And there are yes. like two 300-year-old oak trees in central Texas up around Austin just dying for lack of water. Uh, the Edwards Aquifer is empty. And wow. That's just unimaginable to me. Yeah. So no no rain. It's, yeah. it's a very strange yeah. phenomenon well, that's going on right now. Yeah. And then some areas just have too much. Mm-hmm. So here again, you know, Mother Earth is trying to get to that balance too as we all are yes um and just because we so i think that doesn't mean it's not right i mean this may be exactly what needs to happen right now in fact i'm sure it is yeah. but it's real easy to uh, say oh i don't understand this i don't understand why this is happening and get into right. um catastrophizing in fear and then manifest right. what you don't want yeah 
and like better, you, you know, we talked curious. about it's that. Better just to say curious. Best. Just be curious and say, hmm, what happens? Yeah. Now? You know, one of the practices that I have kind of gotten into in the last few years as um, in the teachings we have what's called the inner observer or the some people call it the silent witness about what you're thinking and how you're feeling. And so as my practice has is, is, um, increased in, in trying to stay really conscious of those thoughts, when those that negative patterning starts surfacing from the unconscious, it's so easy to get into that negative self-talk like, well, Look at there you go again, or how stupid is that? And mm-hmm. so I have adopted saying to myself instead, "Oh, isn't that interesting?" And just letting it be and and looking at it, and it just helps me tremendously because I don't get into the negativity. I just watch how that affects my life, and all of a sudden I make changes. Um, and so it's been very helpful to me um, to eliminate some of that that negative self-talk, to just say, oh, wow, isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. I wonder what that means. That's interesting. I wonder what's going to happen as a result of that. If you can just get right. to, to that place where there's that neutral, silent observer inside yourself. I've always called it the silent observer. It just somebody... Uh-huh observation mode all the time if you can get to that place then that for me is how i get out of fear i just go oh i don't know what this means i wonder what this means yeah and then your curiosity and that childlike quality that jesus spoke about that is so necessary for our spiritual involvement kicks in because your curiosity and that childlike play quality can kick in and that is so helpful in your ability to create and manifest Mm -hmm. because there's an innocence there and you don't put any limitation on it A, a child in play if you watch them in their imagination and their play they don't put any limits on any of it they just kind of stay in the moment and flow with it and have a great time. So we can really take a lesson from that. And when we can say, wow, I wonder what that means or I wonder how that's going to happen, that curiosity and that purity and innocence of that child within us takes over and we don't put limitations on ourselves. Yeah, and we don't self-poison because yes. we can use our thoughts to poison our our manifestations. Yes, and limit ourselves. And mm-hmm. as a soul, really are not limited in any way. We're eternal. So the only limitation that we have is ourselves, our thoughts, mm-hmm. yep. our languaging. And the way we talk to ourselves, the way we don't value who we are right now and what what we bring to this world. Absolutely. So about your spiritual practice, do you meditate every day? Yeah. Yes, I do. I'm... Constant, I do as well. I'm constantly amazed at how many people uh, say, yeah, I, I know I ought to meditate. And everybody says it's important, but they're still not doing it. It's kind of amazing. Well, it, uh, I think there is a self-discipline that is necessary in the beginning of developing that practice and not putting false expectations on it but allowing, whether it's five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, to sit every day quietly and try to clear your mind. Some days 
are very productive, you get insights, or you are very, if nothing more, you're very quiet, and it's a very peaceful environment that helps you sustain that throughout the day. Um, but it, it at the beginning, it takes self-discipline and putting that first. You, I had to, I'm kind of a scheduled person, so I had to actually schedule it. And I do better to do it first thing in the morning. And if that meant when I was uh, working at my job, um, setting the clock 30 minutes ahead or 15 minutes ahead, I did that. And once I got into the self-discipline of it, I began to see the value of it and how I operated at work, how I was able to maintain um, that quality of peace within myself. And even though things got crazy with a lot of things to do and my attention drawn in 50 million places, I was able to sustain that within myself. So once you practice it, and you begin to see the value of it, it becomes just part of your day. And and you if you'll notice... Some, pardon? You mentioned something, placing false expectations on meditation. Can you give us an example of some of the false expectations people put on meditation when they first start? I think one of the... Uh, at the very beginning, is that you will be able to have no thought or a completely clear mind. Because some days, I've been a meditator for 30 years, and some days that just doesn't happen. It doesn't mean that I, I don't sit for 10 or 15, 20 minutes, but I am not able to achieve that. And that's okay. And be okay with it. Secondly, after you've meditated a while, sometimes people have a tendency to want to leave the body and go into an altered state, and they have really wonderful experiences there. And so they have an expectation that every time they sit, that happens. It doesn't. You are in a physical body on the earth, for a reason, and it just doesn't happen every day. So I try to stay very present and aware that I am in my body. And sometimes I have wonderful experiences. I get very clear guidance. Other days, I don't. It just is what it is. But when you put the pressure on yourself that you have to have this great altered experience every day, then you don't want to do it when you don't you can't achieve it. Yeah, it's like um well, I started to draw an analogy that I've decided not to, <laughs> not to draw, but um it's it's like um saying, Oh well I I went for a run that morning, and it was such an awesome experience, and if I don't have an experience like that day, then I'm going to be disappointed every time I go for a run. There are no, There's no way to control that. In, in fact, there's no way, really, for us to inc- no. control minute by minute every experience, any experience that we have. No. Or particularly not meditation. No, and some days, you know, if you have a stressful day the day before and you have a lot on your mind, sometimes you're not able to totally clear it. But just sitting quiet and breathing and concentrating on your breath enables you then in that day, in that present moment, to stay a little more conscious and to stay a little more calm as Mm -hmm. you negotiate your day. And sometimes you need because to you, burn off those experiences, too, in the meditation. Yeah, right. And uh, I never was so, able to do the meditation where you focus on your breath, but I've done transcendental meditation where you focus on a mantra, and I've also done um, 
guided visual meditation. And in both uh-huh. of those, it's possible to just lose consciousness and go off in some faraway place and you don't know where you went. And right. what I, I've noticed, false expectations people put on themselves in meditation is they think when they uh, lose consciousness while meditating that they fell asleep and that therefore mm-hmm. they cannot meditate. Mm-hmm. So they quit. But in fact, many times a, a transcendent state is the best thing that could happen for you. Right, because you, you... Right, exactly. So here again, I think that it's... You can't compare yourself to anyone else or to any one method. You have to find what works for you. You're a very unique wonderful individual and so everyone does things a little differently that resonates with them and when you find that one way that really works for you stick with it whether it's transcendental meditation doing an I am light meditation staying in your body concentrating on your breath on a mantra Um, some people count um, whatever works for you, works for you. You're very individualized in that, and there's no right or wrong in any of it. And you can't compare your experience today to the experience you had yesterday either. You just have to be absolutely in the yes. Remain and in some... the yes, and we keep coming back to that. Yep, staying in the moment. And having that balance in your life. Yeah. And that's one of those that help you achieve that balance is to take care of yourself first. And that is opposed to what we've been taught from the beginning, that that is a selfish um, way to be. Um, But in reality, if you take care of you and have your fear under control and are very um, calm and centered and present, then all everyone that you interact with, all parts of your life are affected and everyone in it is affected. You don't need to say anything. Yep, your physical health is affected too. Yes. Yeah. It's been so amazing talking with you today, as usual, and I really feel like we always get to the thing that most people need to hear at the po- at this point in time. And um, I thank you for being with me, and I want to thank everybody who is listening live and everybody who comes later in the archives to listen. Um, and, again, if you want to go take a look at the most recent message from Master Kutumi, it's IamLightMeditation.com. And I have been talking with Joan Walker, uh, who channels quite a few archangels, including Gabriel and Metatron, and also the Ascended Master Kutumi. Thank you for being with me today. Oh, thank you, Lois. I so enjoyed it. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. would like to learn more about me and the work that I do, it is hotpinklotus.com. If you want to sign up for my free newsletter, hotpinklotus.com. Thanks again for being here today.